Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Let's come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. I would describe today's guest as stylish. You should see the amazing coat she's just walked in wearing. Smart and incredibly inspirational. Today, you will hear how she turned a simple parenting problem into a $7 million business. And she hates me saying that, so I'm sorry. And she's doing it all from a home in regional New South Wales. So a very big welcome to Christy Withers, from Incy Interiors. So thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for having me. And congratulations me. also. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I've been really looking forward to this chat today and I love whenever I run into you, which is more often now that you're now working, you've got a little workspace in Orange yep. and you don't know it, but I massively look up to you as a mentor and um, I really feel like everyone's in for a real treat today. So I hope you enjoy everyone out there and thanks for coming in. But we better start (laughs) by telling everyone what you do at Incy Interiors for anyone that's been living under a rock and doesn't know. (laughs) So we we make designer children's furniture, basically. So cots, beds, that kind of stuff. Anything for the bedroom, really. Yeah, and it's beautiful and amazing and... um, I'm really fascinated by business, like by business names, and Incy Interiors feels so perfect. But how did you come up with that name? It's so funny. We always debate um, whether we drop the interiors. Um, oh, okay. it's something we hotly debate often, and, and just call it Incy because oh. that's what we get called. But um, basically, Incy is all about my family. Every part of my, every member of my family nearly has been involved in Incy at some stage. So we were. Um, we were just sitting at mum and dad's one day having a little brainstorm on what I could call my new business that I was dreaming up. And I really wanted something, um, you know, that was different and wasn't just like everyone else's name. And yeah, my brother, Tom, who he's worked with me since the very beginning. still does. He came up with the name. I love that. And when he said Incy, I was like, oh, that's cute because it's nice. It's small, but yeah, it, it has a nice connotation about it. And so, it's a pretty word. Yeah. Short and lovely. Yeah. And why would you get rid of the interiors? Because it feels like... Because we get confused all the time for yeah. being interior designers. Okay. Especially yeah. in the US. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think some we often um, talk about whether we drop in C and it's something we're debating again right mm. now as we come up to our 10th birthday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I can see it being in C. Can you have the name in C? Yeah, we've already own. got it registered okay, and trademarked both here and in the US, so okay. we're okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's funny how... Um, it then evolves over time yeah. as well. Okay, so we have to rewind it a little bit um, and go back to the beginning. You grew up in Oberon, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that and your lovely family. <laughs> uh, look, I, um, funnily enough, I actually rang my dad before to find out because I knew you'd probably ask that because I've listened to <laughs> I'm a bit predictable. <laughs> podcast, but, um, yeah, so I grew up on a sheep farm at Oberon. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And my dad's one of nine. He's a second oh, youngest. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. yeah. So we grew up on the family farm with 
honestly hundreds of not quite hundreds but lots and lots of cousins around yeah. um so when I rang dad before he wasn't there but I spoke to one of my uncles who's basically the same as oh. to my dad. um and he said that at last count which they haven't really updated I've got 128 immediate relatives oh really yeah. oh my god so I guess nine huge. kids having like yeah because yeah, yeah. dad's the second youngest I've got cousins who are you know like my dad has, um, you know, nephews and nieces who are like the same age as him. So mm, it's yeah. really bizarre, but I'm so lucky. I had, I honestly had a really beautiful childhood. It was yeah. just fully free range. Yeah. We were just, we just had to be in at 10.30 for morning tea, 12 o'clock for lunch, three o'clock for afternoon tea. And then mm, no yeah. one cared what we did for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah, it was cool. And what did your parents do? Do you think you got, you know, your business hustle from them? Potentially. Yeah. My dad's, um, so my dad's a, a farmer yeah. obviously and has always been a farmer. He's really intelligent. Yeah. Um, and he was, uh, he drove me a lot when I was younger, was very kind of, you know, you need to do well mm. and that kind of stuff. So, um, and I think that he started out doing pharmacy at Sydney Uni yeah. and missed his mum so much. He came home. Oh. I know he's so cute. Um, and so I think almost he was living a little bit through me, like pushing me constantly. But yeah, so dad's um, dad's always had his own business and mum, mum's the one who's creative. Yes. My mum's a school teacher. Yes. She's hilarious. Um, and my parents are the most mismatched people on earth. Oh, really? Oh, my mum is this short little, she's like five foot two or something and you know, she doesn't eat all day. She just smokes and drinks coffee and then oh at night time drink wine. Oh, my God. And yeah. dad's like six foot, I don't know, six or seven. And, you know, he's so, he's always running and, you know, <laughs> the complete opposite. So, yeah, mum's a mum's one of the, the original feminists. She was there burning a bra and doing all that kind of stuff. So I guess I have two. Um, it's quite good because... It, I have two extremes, yeah. um, <laughs> so I can. Go, I've always been pretty open to yeah, all different yeah, things. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. And then, where are you in the family? I'm the eldest. You're the eldest. I'm okay. the eldest of four. Okay, right. Yeah, and it's a big gap. So I've forty, just turned yep. forty. My um, congratulations. Next, oh, thanks. <laughs> on the day of lockdown. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then my next sister's um, 37 and then 30 and 27. So yeah. Tom is the youngest and he's 27. So, yeah, there's big gaps. Yeah. So Tom almost sometimes feels like my child. <laughs> yeah. So when you left school, what did you do? Um, I went to uni in Bathurst. So yes. I went to school in Bathurst and then yeah. went to uni in Bathurst and did a, I started out doing an accounting degree. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Because in my head. Are you good with numbers? No, I, I actually, surprisingly, I did four unit maths at school. Okay. You were I, good with numbers. I yes. didn't do very well in the fourth unit, but I did okay in the others. But yeah. um, no, I I don't know. I just, I just had in my head, and this is really silly, that I wanted to wear a suit to work. <laughs> <laughs> you do love fashion though. I do. As like well, so I yeah, um, and so I don't know why. So an accountant was kind of a job that I thought I could, um, you know, wear a suit to work. But yeah, I hated it. I hated doing accounting. Um, so I swapped over to finance. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee, yeah, and then did all my electives as marketing, and obviously liked the marketing side of things better. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and so. then so you left uni and you went to work at. Eva, no, so after that I did the, um, so funnily enough, I, my whole career has basically just been, it's not been driven. It's just kind of, I've just bumbled through. <laughs> and um, 
So I had, I'd, Telstra had actually done um, this testing at uni and we're doing recruiting and I'd done the Telstra testing just because it was a uni and it was easy yeah. and um, nothing happened from that. But then Commonwealth Bank rang and said, oh, look, we're doing this graduate program, marketing, whatever, do you want to be part of it? And I was like, yeah, that'd be amazing. It was in Can I wear a suit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I never wear suits, so yeah. it's so dumb. But um, yeah, so I went to Sydney, did the interview and got the, um, got the role. And then I was actually on holidays with mum and dad and I got a call saying they weren't running the um, marketing program anymore. But I could go on the branch management program (laughs) in Canberra. (laughs) Did you do that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so I went, oh, well, my friend Amelia is moving to Canberra. Why don't I just move down there too and see what happens? Um, So I did that for 12 months and I had this really beautiful area manager. My uh, All my friends moved to Sydney and my boyfriend, now husband, was in Sydney as well. And so I was constantly going backwards and forwards to Sydney, so I asked for a transfer um, and ended up getting it. And then, so at 20, I think I was, or maybe I was just 21, I was managing um, Wynyard Branch of the Commonwealth Bank, <laughs> which was the uh, their second biggest branch. It was just crazy. And they had... At a, 20. Yeah. And the only reason I got that role was because no one else wanted it. And <laughs> they had all this open head count and it was just... Um, but look, it was really good. It taught me to... Um, you know, to be quick on my feet. Yeah. Um, and I really, I literally, um, I had to do every aspect. So we were so short staffed. I was a teller, I was on customer service, you know, I was doing lending. It was wow. crazy. So yeah, it, look, it really, um, showed me how to work hard. Yes. Yeah. And, and probably manage people as well. Yeah. Customer service everything. It was cool. And look, the, um, back then that's when Gail Kelly was head of, Yes. so I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was. So the graduate program was in its first year and it was her baby. Um, so we got to work with Gail Kelly one-on-one, um, which was so cool. Um, and I didn't appreciate how cool that was until afterwards, of course. Yes. But Um, like all things that make a big impression on you, you don't often realize the the time. time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So from, there was at, um, did that. And then I was on the customer service desk one day, once again, not driven at all. Um, just bumbling through life. And my, uh, I, this lady had, um, she was building a house and she was always having issues with these checks. So I was, I used to help her all the time. And one day she said to me, she said, Oh, look, don't be offended. But, um, and whenever anyone says that, it's not really a no, good start to no offense. Yeah. Um, but she said, you don't really fit in here. Um, you know, like, what are you doing basically? (laughs) And I was like, look, you know, this is just how it worked out. I tried to do, I was going to do marketing, but you know, haven't really happened or whatever. And she's like, well, I'm actually a recruiter. I'm recruiting for um, St. George Bank for a campaign manager role. So I said, oh, that'd be amazing. So once again, went along to this interview, um, got the job. And then I was at St. George for five years and loved it. I honestly, they're still some of my best friends. I had so much fun. And then, um, (laughs) then I had a side gig. Yes. Um, so whilst I was at uni, I worked at a jewellery store. Yeah. And so in, in Bathurst. In Bathurst. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably know which one. Yeah, WJK. Yes. Yeah. I love It's them. like an institution in Bathurst. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, whilst I was at um, St. George, I was buying diamonds from eBay Germany. Stop it. <laughs> right. And I was selling them on the trading post. 
um, stop it in like Stanmore. Like, what do you what do you sell a diamond for? You can. There's great markup in oh, diamond. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that randomly on the side. So what you'd get? Sorry, That's you okay. buy it on eBay from Germany. Germany. It arrives in a parcel, and then you go to you you arrange with someone to buy it. Yeah. So I just how did they know you were selling the real deal? I don't know how they did. Um, I just advertised it in the trading post. This was before. Like in the paper or yeah, online? In the, yeah, this was like, oh, this was like 2000s. Okay. Like early, two, like 2000 probably, 2001. Yeah. So literally like I'd put an ad in the trading post um, and people would ring me. And, and what say, would your ad say? Oh, you know, I've got all these however many yeah, different yeah, yeah. diamonds I've got available and the price. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> my mum nearly died because um, I would literally, you know, you'd be meeting people in uh, – Stanmore McDonald's was my main oh, spot with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so I'd just do my diamond trading, um, Stanmore McDonald's I'm car fascinated park. by that. Like, <laughs> did you open it out of an envelope or on yeah. a little bit of fabric or – I think yes. I just had like little Ziploc bags. Oh my, okay. And I, them, I actually had them in my um, my soap safe in the um, glove box. No, the little um, the ashtray. Oh, and nice. I actually traded my car in with one one of the. Well, I traded a car in once with a um, diamond in the ashtray. <gasps> oh, sugars! <laughs> Did you ever get it back? No, no, it wasn't a very good one. It hadn't sold. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Righto. So you've always, okay. So yeah, so I loved eBay. Um, and once again, one of my friend's boyfriends was a recruiter. He was recruiting for this role at eBay and said, look, I think you'd be perfect for this role. Um, <laughs> 18 interviews later, 18. it's insane to get a job at eBay. Well, it was, um, yeah, I got a role there as buyer marketing manager and then I was there for five years as well. Oh my God. Yeah. And loved it. I absolutely loved. I love St. George and eBay. Yeah. And what do you reckon you learnt from eBay that translated to Incy? I think the, the key thing that I learnt, and I think this is something that has kind of kept us in business, is strategy. Yeah. That doesn't come naturally to me. I'm not, I just fly by the seat of my pants, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> And I did not think that about you. So, I'm, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, I resisted it initially. I really didn't want to do the strategy and I thought it was just a waste of time. And, you know, my poor boss, Sal, if you're listening, sorry. Um, I was, um, yeah, I used to give a grief all the time. I'd be like, well, we'd know the answer if we'd have actually tried it by now. Like we're yeah. spending all this time investigating and doing this research. And But it has really, it's been really helpful in making INSEE successful, I think. Yeah, so you test things first? No, not necessarily. It's just more thinking things through, yeah. whereas I would just do them. That's yeah. my natural inclination is, oh, well, like I'll say, oh, why don't we do this? And then I want to do it the next day. Yeah, that's and I, probably me. I, yeah. And then I really have to like force myself to go, okay, let's think this through. Is it a good idea? Yeah. Am I just chasing the next bright, shiny thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Mm. So all the best business ideas usually spring from a quest to solve a problem. Can you tell me what that problem was and, and what opportunity you saw? Yeah. 
So I was, um, I was at eBay. I had had my son. Um, he, I'd come back to work and he was just about, he was just about to turn two, was ready yeah. for his first big boy bed. Um, yeah. And I was, so I did so much travel with eBay. I was away every six weeks, either in the oh, UK or the US, which was really hard. Really hard with a small baby. So fun before you have children, yeah. but then not ideal yeah. after that. Um, and so I was seeing all these amazing things overseas that we couldn't get here in Australia. Like furniture-wise. Yeah, yeah. all these, real, all I wanted was just this, um, I wanted like a black um, wrought iron bed basically yeah. was all I wanted. I tried to buy them on eBay and they were all finished in lead paint. That's so the- funny. You went to, wanted to buy it on eBay. Yeah, anyway. of course I did. <laughs> anyway. Um, went to buy it on eBay. I tried to have them made in Australia. It was just ridiculously expensive. I tried to import them from the U S couldn't get them. Um, and so at the same time, I had been, um, the G- this was GFC time, basically. Oh, yeah. And the whole um, of the marketing team had been made redundant from eBay. I'd come back and worked for like 18 months rebuilding the team and yeah. we were working really hard. And then everyone was on a contract and we couldn't renew the contractors' contracts anymore. Oh. So they all basically had to go. Oh. Um, and I'd been, I thought this might be happening, but I'd been being reassured by a you know, my boss, that that's not what was happening. And um, so basically I just chucked a tantrum, which is so out of character. So not me at all. Um, And I just said, I can't do this anymore. And so I rang my mum and said, mum, I'm going to quit my job. And then I rang Simon. I was like, what'd your mum say? Mum was just like, what? Everyone was astounded because I was so teamy um, eBay. It wasn't funny. So yeah, I um, I quit my job. Took four months to leave because it takes that long to re- recruit someone through the yeah. interview process of eighteen <laughs> yeah. interviews. Jeez. Yeah. So and at the same time, afterwards, we decided we would go and go on holidays. And I was still harping on about this bed to anyone who'd listen. And in the meantime, I'd also done a market research project at eBay, which showed that. Um, children so basically people were having children older and so therefore um they had two incomes and once they um as you would know once you have a child you basically transfer your disposable income from yourself to your children and then the other thing was home so this was when bunning started oh yes yes yep these, this is the time of bunning starting um, and people being, so because people, DIY. DIY, they didn't have the money to eat out as much because of the GFC. So they were entertaining at home when their homes look nice, basically the same as right now. I know. I was just thinking <laughs> that same thing. Like, yeah. Um, and online. And so I, that was kind of playing in the back of my mind. And yeah. I knew that um, having had five years of being strategic, um, that was kind of ticking over. And anyway, we're in Fiji and I'm still harping on, we're laying by the pool and I'm harping on about this bed and Simon just turned to me and said for God's sake shut up about it and do it oh my god and that's good go Simon yeah I needed that did you know I was in Fiji as well when I decided to open a shop really sitting beside the pool and I was like it's like maybe there's something about Fiji maybe yeah I just rebooked a trip there Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should all go. Yes. So fun, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and so <laughs> he mean. said, "Do it, do it," and that's when I did. I just, um, I basically came back. I had, I'd been offered like the head of marketing at General Pants, just so <laughs> but General Pants was like having a heyday then too. I probably. know, but I was but yes, not cool no. enough for General Pants. Oh, you are, but yeah, and yeah. So I was tossing up whether I'd take it or not, and I just came back and I said, "No, nope, I'm just going to focus on this." So. Cool. That's how Inti started. That's so cool. So what does the business look like today? 
So um, we are, we're, we're definite, we're all over the place basically. Yeah. So I'm based here in Orange, um, the most, the rest of the team's in Sydney and yeah. then um, Pagan who does all of our social media. She's from Forbes. Oh, um, really? Yeah, she was my nanny while she was at uni okay. for the kids and then she started out doing social media and she was here for, I think she was in the office for like, and she worked in our store as well yeah. in Bathurst. Um, yeah, and then uh, almost two years ago now, um, they decided to move to London for her boyfriend's paramedic. And so she just, she works full-time for NC, just the same as she did before, but she does it from London. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so that's cool. so cool. Yeah, so there's, there's only five of us in the core team. Um, but so what we realised a while ago, we, there was like 17 at one stage, mm. um, and I didn't like that. It was too big. It was too unwieldy. Yeah. Um, and what we just realised over time was that we not good at a lot of things so we outsource them yes yeah Yeah. that's smart yeah so we have amazing people we work with um who are basically like part of our team and i speak to almost daily so we Mm. have our accountant yes bookkeeper and nil and nr then we have um our pr agent georgie our videographer shauna and you know we have our um digital marketing team and so we have all those people that are just an extension of our team Mm. but aren't in the office because we're not good good. at those things yeah and you don't really need to have all of those in-house no anyway yeah but what i think that um lots of people think that that's a cost saving reason like mechanism or whatever which it probably isn't for us because you know i don't know i'm i'm not that smart when it comes to stuff like that but um but i i really think that you um you kind of get back what you give yeah. and so all those people are on a retainer. So they basically are part of our team. So they feel like they're, I I, I would hate for them to feel like we're just utilizing them for their skills and don't appreciate it. So yeah, it just gives them that assurance and they really are part of our broader team. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, It's nice. So do you have like a philosophy or a I don't know what you'd call it, like a purpose at NC Interiors. We do actually. Um, I've just, uh, I've just been through this eight week course that I did at the, uh, basically through Corona. Um, Oh yes. It was really hard. Um, And it was, it's just basically um, all about changing from being a commercially driven company to being purpose led. Oh wow. What's the course? um, It's called Bob School and it's really cool. Um, It's really hard because it fully, it means unlearning everything, you know, and relearning, which is, hard especially when you're 40 um but yeah our purpose is inspiring the kids of today towards greatness tomorrow oh that's nice yeah and it's um and we're really about to like as of today we have a big um our first launch and then we've got so many things happening over the next six months that will all play into that oh that's nice it's cool see that's a silver lining of COVID as well yeah you get you got to do that whereas you probably wouldn't have been able to no I wouldn't have I I probably wouldn't have taken the time Mm. or had the headspace Mm. um and we had a big collaboration that was due to launch mid-year that got pushed back um and so we kind of had to scramble and figure out what we were doing and as a result we've got some really cool stuff happening oh that's exciting it's really cool that makes business exciting for yourself personally but also for your customer as well it really does so why do you think so many women start a new business after they've had a baby? It's so funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think because no one wants to go back to work. Yeah. 
Like you just don't want to go back to that nine to five. And it's really hard having kids. And we lived in Sydney. All our family were out here in the Central West. And so, you know, we had beautiful friends, but they've got their own issues. They've got their own kids to pick up from daycare. They've got their own, you know. So I just knew that um, I, I actually did go back to work for 18 months and, and it was okay. I didn't hate it, um, mm. but it was hard. That, so yeah, I just think it's it's just getting that flexibility. Yes, yeah, like making the life for yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I just it just I find it really interesting it how it's kind of the catalyst. Yeah. for everyone. <laughs> so how did you launch Incy, and and what was the first products? that you made so we had five beds and five cots when okay. we first started and um being strategic coming from my ebay background um i remember contacting all of the media companies back then and you know at that stage i was managing you know multi multi-million dollar budgets a month like yeah. a week basically yeah. and so i was used to going to media buyers and planning out a 12-month schedule and getting bonuses and all that kind of stuff so i did that with my pathetic little marketing budget that i had um and i just went out to them and i said okay this is what i want i want to set up a 12-month plan let's do giveaways and all this other stuff so marketing was what i was good at yeah um so we launched with a bang yes um the bits that i wasn't so good at was logistics understanding storage like I literally had our first 40 foot container arrive um I was pregnant and I had literally rented one storage shed at the local like literally oh, a garage and no. the guy pulled up and he was like where's this gonna go and I was like don't you think it'll fit in there and he was like no. no oh no Took four of them oh. <laughs> for that one container so yeah look um i was really you know marketing was what i knew so we launched with a bang and um the thing that really made us was that we there was definitely a gap in the market back when i started there was nothing it was literally brewery or then really expensive european um cots like stokey or yes. leander so they were the only options um so it's definitely a gap but um oprah had just been here oh um, yeah then, and she'd just done her baby shower at this store in melbourne yeah and um they contacted us so on the day we launched we were contacted by like four or five people to stock our products in their stores wow which was really cool yeah. um but i didn't know about that so I only knew about selling to a customer. Oh, okay. So wholesale. <laughs> yeah, it was completely foreign yep. to me. I didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, so I had to scramble pretty quickly and figure out how we could wholesale things. But yeah, this store that hosted Oprah's baby shower for her friend um, took us on, and they really they were kind of like you. Um, you know how when you get a brand in, then lots of other stores will follow suit. They were like that in the baby industry. So once they saw that we were in their store, we had lots of people contact us. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's really, that was really what made us, I think. And when you started, did you foresee now? No. Okay. I didn't as you heard with my life, oh, yeah. I just fumbled through <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what I thought. Um, yeah. I didn't really have any expectations. Um, I just know that like I always work really hard. I'm really dedicated. It was always a full-time job. This was never a hobby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really have any expectations. It's just, yeah, I don't know what I thought would happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worked, whatever you Some whatever. days. And do you remember what? Like those early days for like the first six months. 
oh, eventsy. God. So um, I quit my job in August and started working on Incy. And we had tried really hard to have a second baby. Yeah. And that had a couple of miscarriages. Yeah. And then we just started IVF. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant in the January. Yeah. Um, and we officially launched Incy in February. Oh. So for yeah. those first six months, I literally was working my butt off to get things set up as quickly as I possibly could um, because I knew I had a baby coming in October. Yeah. It's probably a blessing, really, it, to it make was. you move quickly. Yes. <laughs> and also when I guess you're trying to fill a gap in the market that doesn't exist, sort of. Yeah. Did you feel like you had to move quickly yes, on it? Yes, because you're so worried about, you know, would someone beat us to it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. I did. I definitely felt that. Well, you sell online. Yep. And you also do wholesale. Yep. And you have had a bricks and mortar store. Um, why do you do all of those different things and why don't you have bricks and mortar anymore? No. So basically once again, it's just, that's just what happened. So I launched an online store because I was at eBay and that's what I thought I had to do. Um, and then we were approached by all the stockists. So yeah. that's how we ended up doing wholesale. And then I've always wanted my own store. Yeah. Um, I think that's lots of people's yes. goal um, because it's then it's in one spot and you, and it's really cool having your own store, being mm. there, seeing everything in one spot. Um, but look, we, and you also sold other brands yeah. when you had the store. So it's probably that whole interiors yep. space also. It really was. Um, and But look, I think that that then diluted our product um, and we lost focus. So mm. we just kind of started going after all different things and mm. we lost focus on who we were and what we were trying to do. Mm. So we paired back. So we've had, um, we had a store in Bathurst. We actually had two different stores. Yeah. Um, and then the building was condemned that we were in, in Bathurst. Oh. We just spent a fortune on the fit out. So we had to move out of there. So that Why was the it end of condemned? Because it wasn't, didn't meet any of the building. Oh standards. gosh. Okay. Anyway, that's okay. Um, the, you know, you live and learn. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, it was a really cool store though. And then we had a store in Chatswood Chase in Sydney. Yeah. Um, so why did you pick Chatswood? Well, Chatswood was kind of my, when I was in Sydney, the North shore was where I lived and yeah. Chatswood was kind of the main shopping area. And then we also, um, because we had a space up the top, which was where West Elm and Pottery Barn and lots of other, um, mm. furniture brands were. Yeah. And back when we first opened, the store was great for the first two or three years. Yeah. Um, it was still really busy and happening and, um, it really was a hub for furniture and homewares. Yeah. And probably lots of young families on the North shore as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we, we were actually talk, in talks to open one in Bondi Junction as our second store. Um, but then the Westfield in, so um, we were in Chatswood Chase, which is owned by vicinity, the Westfield across the road renovated. It's been a fortune. And um, basically so many stores moved across and oh. it became like a ghost town. Oh. Yeah. And so for the last two years, I literally begrudged paying the rent every month. It's so annoying. <laughs> know, really so expensive. you couldn't have crossed over to the others? Oh. No, no. And we were in a five-year lease. Um, so there's a tip for young players. Yes, yes. Sign a long lease. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. It really that, is. Um, 
signing a lease mm-hmm. and you don't want to make one too short I know. you then get screwed over and vice versa it's so tricky yeah you would know that better oh, than anyone. Yeah. oh no i've had lots of landlords i just love owning this building now because you just yeah it's good not having to ask for anyone else's permission yeah you know and it's so amazing too. oh thank you <laughs> so what to you um makes a great online store Look, I think that it's um, it's all about functionality, mm. beautiful images. Um, I think it, the an online store should represent a physical store. And yeah, to be honest, we weren't great at a physical store. Like when I walk in, you here, were good at a physical. I think you're being too hard oh, on thanks. yourself. <laughs> I really think you did it really well. I don't know, but I I think we definitely could have done more. Um, whereas you walk in here and it. It smells beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It looks beautiful. Um, yeah, it does though. It really does. And it's a really nice experience. Whereas we kind of, because we were always, well, I was always driving everyone back to Corinci. Um, poor Tom, who was running our store in Sydney. Yeah. I'd be like, Which is your youngest brother. My little brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would be like, you know, don't focus on um, what are you doing spending all this time restyling the store? You know, we need to be contacting stockers or, you know, yeah. whatever it was. So we really struggled um, with the type of business we are with our priorities. Um, so shutting the Chatswood store was just so good because mm. it really allowed us to focus on NC. Yeah, and um, focus on your core business. Core us. And growing we, that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I didn't really answer your question, but I think... It, I can't um, even remember what I asked <laughs> in the store. end. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, look, it really should represent a physical store. It should be easy And even if use. you don't have a physical store, would would you like tell someone to imagine what their physical store Absolutely. would be or something like that? Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, every element but element of it should represent your brand. Mm. So, you know, always make sure you use your colours. Um, make sure that you have real, spend money on photography. Yes. It's expensive. Yeah. You always have great photography. Yes. Um, it's expensive, but it's so worth it because that's what sells your product. Totally. Um, and lots of people scrimp on photography and I, th- and we actually, so right now we've in the last couple of weeks, we did two shoots. We're doing a shoot. We're supposed to do a shoot tomorrow, but we can't because of potential snow. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very cold in orange. <laughs> it's very, very cold. But yeah, so we even use, so we have a photographer for our product shots and then a, pro, a photographer for styled shots. Like it's really important. I, I can't emphasize enough how important photography is. Yeah. Cause I guess you can't touch or feel or no. any of those things that a photo can sell it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm always amazed by how one photo can sell so much of something. I know. Like ours are just taken with our phones in yep. store, but Jess and I are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Photo is amazing. <laughs> so you've had some pretty shit things happen to your business over the years. Yes. Like it's semi <laughs> some things you just go, oh, whenever I'd run into you at the trade fair, I'd be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> oh my God. Like just so many horrible things. Are you happy telling people about that? Oh, it's actually funny <laughs> enough that you were the um, running into you at a trade fair. You saw me at my absolute lowest point that day. Oh, you still yeah. looked fresh and happy. Oh, no, I was so negative that day. Um, yeah, so basically I think it was 2018 we just had – we were – up until then, we've been really lucky. Yeah. Nothing too disastrous had happened. Yeah. And then we copped it all in one year. So we had a um, container arrive full of water in yeah. February and that was all wooden products. Oh. So they all they were Destroyed. all just ruined. Yeah. Well, 
not according to insurance. They thought we should send them back and um, oh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I actually ended up fighting with insurance until September. Um, and what should have been $400,000 worth of product, we got a $16,000 check from the <gasps> insurance company for. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you changed insurance companies. Of course I did. Good. Yes, of course. Um, oh. Then in, so that was Feb. Then in June, um, we had a container of metal products that fell off a um, ship in just off the coast I of Newcastle. I that. Oh, and that was just such a design. Did they just ring you and say, because you saw on the news, I remember seeing on the news yeah. all those shipping containers floating around in the ocean. I thought, gosh, I hope none of my things are on there. <laughs> You just get a phone call. Well, so I got a text from my manufacturer and he said, um, your container's fallen overboard. And <laughs> he's Malaysian and sometimes we have mixed messages. So yeah. sometimes what he says isn't actually yeah. as I interpret it or whatever. Like so on board, yeah, not overboard. Exactly. So I rang him and I was like, what? And he said, oh, your container's fallen overboard. And I was like, how do you know? Like, what? And so we use Main Freight for all of our shipping. I contacted my person at Main Freight. And I was like, oh, um, what's happened here? And they were like, oh, look, yes, there has been a ship with 88 containers have fallen overboard. Oh, and um, I was like, okay. And they said, but we don't know who whose container has fallen over yet. So I don't know how our manufacturer knew, but so I was like, okay. So this was the, over the weekend, um, didn't sleep basically the whole weekend. I was like, how yeah. the hell are we going? Cause we'd only just recovered from the, um, so we basically had to do close to $400,000 worth of refunds from the, um, the wooden container. Yeah. Because, because your customers are on a time yeah. frame with cots and bait, mm -hmm. impending births and yeah. People and we'd had a big sale just before that, so our next two containers were almost sold out. So we didn't even oh. couldn't even bump people. That's it was really hard. The the, the first one was actually the worst, um, but then the one that fell overboard. So what was bad was that so on the Monday they said, "Look, we'll come back to you." They're they're figuring out which containers have fallen over. We don't know yet. On the Wednesday, they came back. I just picked the kids up from school, driven back to the office, and I got a phone call saying, your container's fine. It's still on the ship. Okay. We burst open the champagne. We, oh, God, we got so drunk that night. And then um, that was fine. And so then it took two weeks because there's literally a shipping a ship with containers hanging off it off the coast of Newcastle. They had to, it took them two weeks to bring it into the dock, unload it, and then it wasn't until they unloaded it that they rang us and said, so we've, we've communicated to our customers, oh, look, the container might have fallen overboard. No, no, great news, it hasn't. But we've just got to wait two weeks for the, the ship to come in. Yeah. So then we had to go back out to everyone and say, sorry, it has fallen overboard. Um, and that was just disastrous. And then... Were um, people nice? Majority of people were nice. Yeah. We had... I actually had... Um, we had one really, really horrible lady. And I will remember her forever. Yeah. She that basically... One that just yeah, She blackmailed me and she... Um, oh, she she literally extorted us. Oh. Yeah, she was horrible. Um, and then... Um, so that was fine. So the containers overboard. Luckily, we had more stock we have a warehouse in Taiwan where we manufacture the metal products and we said, it's okay. We've got the products already made. Um, we'll just ship them. It'll be two weeks. So everyone, 99.9% .9 of people were like, thanks so much. They'd been through this whole journey with us. Yes. And um, then that ship broke down for eight weeks in Papua New Guinea. Oh, 
and it just, you just, yeah, you just couldn't read about it. So mm. um, if you go on Instagram and scroll back for a few years, Pagan, our social media girl, she wrote this really funny um, pun-filled water trilogy. Gosh, it's really funny. I'll have to go. I'll have yeah. to find that one. Yeah. So, yeah, it was disastrous. And to be honest, um, so for that 2018, I, we really just were getting through the year. Um, we were just doing everything we could to keep people happy, to not go under. Yes. Um, and literally. Literally. <laughs> we were treading water. There's all sorts of puns that we... So all those shipping containers on the bottom of the ocean. ocean. Well, do you know, only just... Um, so my parents-in-law moved from Cowra up to um, near Newcastle and so yeah. I get updates from them. Yeah. The sending me pictures of them like an insy bed washing up on the shores <laughs> well no ours never washed up um but they've just done the recovery from that so that's two years later or more um and it's, it costs something like hundreds of millions of dollars to retrieve all of those it's only just finished um it was only probably two or three weeks ago they sent me an article that said you know they've just got the last container out Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, that's such a random question. I'm just thinking of that. fish swimming around metal beds yeah, and we, stuff. You might be able to create some nice coral. Yeah, exactly. Coral reef. That's right. How do, you, how do you deal with those setbacks? Look, um, at the time, I just dealt with it by just getting through. Like I just, I really hate disappointing people and I just like doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, so that really devastated me um, that I was letting people down. And it was also just really hard. Um, and it's like lots of other businesses right now. I feel yeah. so badly for them. Um, you know, where there's, you, there's nothing you can do to plan for that. Same as no. you can't plan for coronavirus. No. Um, and all of those businesses that have literally, you know, worked so hard to get where they are and it's just been ripped out from under them, it's it's really hard. Mm. Um, and so I literally spent 2018 just getting through it. Yeah. In 2019, I went on holidays at the end of the year with my family and I just, it's the only time. Till, even till now that I've taken two weeks off and I just didn't want to look at anything, see anything. And we just had a really beautiful holiday and I came back and I was just like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Really? And that's when I saw you, I was at that trade show. I, um, I literally, I'd started a plan on shutting. I saw you down. early in the morning yes. too. <laughs> but I was also, I was in a really bad headspace then. Mm. I, I think because I'd had a break and had had a chance to almost, you know how when you go on holidays, you always get sick. I think that was my chance to, up until then, I'd just been running. I'd just been yeah. saving the day um, constantly. And so that was the first time I really had a chance to think about mm. it. You get clarity. You yeah. either get sick or you get clarity yes. on a holiday. Yeah. I'll come up with a new idea. Yeah. Um, and so I basically was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I've lost my passion. I've lost my drive. And I came back and I told my team, because I can't keep a secret told my manufacturers I said oh. to them all I told everyone I said look I don't think I can do this anymore and they'd all seen me through the whole thing mm. um and I remember telling my team in Bathurst and we all sat around and cried and they were like you know what we've seen how what this has done to you mm. and what a toll it's taken on you and your family and um and they said totally we'll support you which was really cool mm. um so we actually started shutting Incy down oh what yeah. okay then what what then happened? How so then, did it come um, back? So I listened. I actually went to a talk um, Samantha Wills did. Oh, yes. And she's amazing. It, she's really cool. And um, she said that she just, 
she didn't tell anyone because I told everyone first, (laughs) but she didn't tell anyone. And she just um, sat with it and thought every morning she woke up and she said, okay, I don't have some Enfield's jewelry. How do I feel about that? And so um, it was around the same time I decided to shut Mm -hmm. down. And so I just started doing that every morning. I was like, I don't have EC anymore. How do I feel about that? And the initial kind of week was just relief, like just, oh my God, I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to think about any of that stuff. Um, And then after that, I was like, oh, I feel devastated. Like I feel, and I did a full 360 and went, what am I doing? Like, I love this brand. It's my baby. I have spent nearly, but I was eight years working on it, loving it, growing it, making it what it is. And I actually don't want to lose it. And honestly, going through that phase is the best thing that could have happened to us. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And so we are such a better company now. Um, So what did you change or do we just um we just got our shit together basically and we just prioritize things now so now i'm ruthless now i'm like instead of just doing all the bright shiny things that i used to do all Mm -hmm. the time i used to just do everything now we're really strategic and now we go okay no do we think that's a good thing um but we are we're now at a point 18 months or so in um that so last year we really just spent the year getting our systems, processes, all the boring stuff in place, but really making sure we're sleek. Um, So we're so automated. We're so good at that stuff. And then, um, yeah, this year was supposed to be our big year of fun. And, (laughs) but it, look, we have so many cool things coming up. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it it is. So it's all just about to, all the things we've worked on are all just about to launch, which is pretty cool. It's just that's yeah. amazing to hear. Like I actually didn't realise all of that had happened yeah. with you personally. Yeah. I was just giggling about the water, know. you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, how terrible. But then, yeah, yeah some to maybe it was like, what did people say? It's the best, worst thing yes, to ever happen to you. I got my love back for Incy too. Because yeah. before that I was, you know, I kind of had in my head I should only work three days a week and, you know, I should be doing something else. And um, now I work five days and more and I feel passionate about it again. So yeah. it's cool. Fallen back in love. Yeah, I have. With it. Yeah. Where do you find your inspiration? Uh, it's funny. Um, anywhere. Honestly, mm. anywhere. Like you would do. Um, we did these. Um, so the rose gold yeah. that we are synonymous for. Um, I literally got a rose gold watch for Christmas nine years ago or something. Like that's – and uh-huh. I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did a bed in that colour? Um you know, I saw some Smeg fridges that were really cool colours and they were the reason we did some different coloured beds. Um, and then really I find that, and maybe it's because I'm away, it's when I'm travelling that I'm most inspired. Yeah. Um, when you're not sick. Yes, when I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you design, how do you come up with new products? So, look, so our process used to be just whatever we liked. Um, Now we really uh, actively listen to our customers. So, um, which has been 
quite interesting because that's not always what you want to launch. Um, mm. Or, but so the thing that we're launching tonight is something that um, exciting. Yeah, it's, it's well, it will have already launched yeah. when the podcast. So it's comes a out. it's a black wrought iron bed, which is basically what I started out doing. Oh, I love that a return yeah. back. But we did a um, we did it in a really dark brown, and it was kind of a little bit glossy. And so people for years and years have asked us for matte black, and I kept going, why? Dark brown is basically the same colour. We've already got it. Um, and anyway, we discontinued that bed a, a few years ago and it's called Oscar, which is after yes. my son Oscar. And, um, yeah, so we're bringing it back. So we we asked people at the start of the year what they wanted from us. So did you ask them in a survey or on Instagram? Instagram. Or, so we yeah. just did a whole heap of different questions constantly for about a week, Peyton yeah. ran them, and people just kept telling us they wanted a black, um, a, a matte black um, cot. Oh, yeah, which okay. we launched and it just went gangbusters. And then everyone said, can we have the bed? So we're launching the bed tonight, which is pretty cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, but look, we get the inspiration from anywhere. Um, we really do listen to customers now and like listen to feedback, look at what they want. Um, but yeah, so we've got, honestly, we've got so many cool things coming. Yeah. And you do really cool collaborations yeah. as well. How did they come about? Do you know, um, Lots of them are just because we love that person. Yeah. Um, we don't do collaborations for the fun of it. Um, yeah. We They have to feel like a, a, an actual collaboration. I don't just want to do something with someone who I don't, you know, have an affinity with yeah. or so all of our collaborations are just with people we love. Yeah. Um, and especially some of the ones coming up, they're really just total love projects. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see them. Yeah, because yeah. I've loved you one with Megan Morton and yeah. Kip and Co. And yeah. Yeah, it's just we might have another one of those coming soon. Oh yeah, exciting. Cool. Yeah. Oh gosh, you heard it here first. <laughs> You get your product produced offshore. You mentioned that earlier. And why why did you decide to do this? And how do you even do it? Like how would someone go and do that? Yeah. So, look, I would love to and I still would love to be able to manufacture in Australia. And we, even at, at the start of Corona, it's something we look at often. Yes. Um, and one of our, well, actually two of our collaborations coming out, um, they'll be made in Australia. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the next one that launches in a month, it, it's actually made locally in Australia. And, um, but yeah, so look, unfortunately, anytime I've got costings, um, mm. the price that it costs is more than what we retail it for. So it just becomes it's not viable, um, which is so sad. Um, and I would love for that to be different. And look, maybe down the track, that's something we can look in down the future, uh, in the future. Um, but yeah, so, but no, we manufacture, so all of our um, metal products are made in Taiwan. Yeah. Wood's made in Vietnam and our upholstery is made in Malaysia. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and they're all made in um, like beautiful little factories. They're all family owned. um, And we've worked with them basically, all of them for basically since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so the the metal factory um, is a dad and his son. The wooden factory is two brothers um, and the um, upholstery factory is our, our, so we have a, a guy who runs all of our production over mm-hmm. there. So he lives in Malaysia and then travels around to all the factories and it's his brother's factory. So uh, it's yeah. all really family orientated and, and yeah, we used to manage it ourselves. I used to do it all hours of the night <laughs> and um, all that kind of stuff. But now we have LK who's our lovely LK who manages all of our production 
over there. Oh, see, that's yeah. so nice. That's yeah. good. It's cool, but we need it. So I don't know how many we probably do. I think we'll get five 40 foot containers this month. So it's a lot. It's a lot to QC. It's a lot to make sure it's on track. Yeah. So it's a lot of logistics and I'm just so No. Oh, no, I'm sure you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. Now, at INSEE, I want to know your magic motto mm. because I reckon your customer service is really good. Like, oh. I guess you mentioned it before about keeping your customers, like, updated yeah. at every step of the way. But whenever we've dealt with your business, it's just been outstanding. What do you teach oh. your team or... Do you know, I just, um, I think I'm lucky that I worked in corporate and managed people before. Mm. And so I hire for personality, not for capability. Like I'm a big believer. I don't care if you can't do the job. If you've got the right attitude, you can learn. Um, And I just think you then get the right team. And I've got a beautiful team. You know, we've had a couple of duds through the years, but not many. Um, And yeah, we've been so lucky. And and we do, we just really, um, like I, it used to be a thing. Um, now I've had to stop it because I think I was putting too much pressure on the team. Um, but I want, I don't want an email in the inbox at the end of the day. Like I'm hardcore about customer service. If the mm-hmm. phone rings, we answer it. Yeah. Um, if someone is emails us, we get back to them within a couple of hours. Um, so yeah, look, I'm, I'm a bit of a Nazi with that, but I think that that's just how you keep your customers. And that's why we have repeat customers. Mm. Um, yeah. That, that's a not negotiable for me. Customer service. Yeah. You can, tell it's yeah. good oh good that's good and and yeah you work with your family just my brother now yes yeah how do you make that work uh i think he's very easy going yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's good he's cool your sister used to be there yeah, i've she... always thought i always think it's amazing when people work with their family yeah oh look do you know what it's actually um if anything it's probably lazy because it means you've got you know like a little inbuilt support team who you know you can trust and have you back so uh yeah yeah up until recently all all of my siblings worked there so tom tom and tara have been there since the beginning tara Mm. left at the start of last year um and went to do real estate and my sister was our nanny for years (laughs) until she had her own kids so yeah it was all of us at one stage and what do you love about running your own business? Uh, I love that I can do what I want, basically. Like I can, I can pick, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to craft a business just based on what you want it to be. Um, yeah. Like that's pretty cool. And not many people have that opportunity. And now, now that, you know, we've been through everything we've been through, like I said to you, I popped into the store the other day to buy a beautiful <laughs> present. Um, and I was just talking to Pip and um, she said, did I like my new office? And yeah, it's just so nice that I can, I have some flexibility now. Yeah. I, I haven't had that before because I have worked really, really hard and really, really mm. long hours. But now, like this morning, I went from home. It's a terrible day. So I just decided to stay at home today yeah. um, in the warmth by the fire and yeah. to work from there. But, yeah, so I do like that I have the flexibility and I can be around for the kids. I can, you know, go to assemblies. What do you see is the most challenging part then? Uh, for us, it's, um, well, maybe me personally, it's yeah. staying on track not getting sidetracked because yes, okay. I'm really easily distracted. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I just had the kids' parent-teacher interviews and both of them was like, you know, they're really great, but they just need to stay focused. I'm oh, like, that's oh. so funny. I wonder where they get that from. <laughs> where they get that from. Yes, yeah, staying focused and not getting distracted. Yeah. 
Now, your Instagram's fabulous and you have over 100,000 followers. Do you love Instagram? Do you love social media for you and your business? Yeah, look, who who wouldn't? Like, yeah. you'd be very ungrateful to say that you didn't mm. love social media. Um, I don't manage our social media. I'm not good at it. Um, it's something that I, it doesn't come naturally to me. I really, even with my own, I struggle. No, with, I like your own. I, I like struggle yours. with what to post and whether anyone's interested. I had someone tell me once that no one actually cared what I did. So ever since then, that who kind said of, that? Oh, someone knew me. Anyway. Um, they told me, <laughs> that, tell me after. <laughs> that um, no one actually cared what's going on in my life. And so that kind of pops up every now and again. I'm like, oh, really? Does anyone care about this? So, yeah, yeah it's great. But um, we have Pagan based in London who does all of our social media and she is phenomenal. Yeah. I just love her. And she's so good and she's so on the pulse. Mm. Um, yeah, so we love it. Love social media. Um, I love that I don't have to do it. Yes, um, it's a good thing to outsource. Yeah, yeah, but she's amazing at it and she loves it. So it works. So how do you, I guess your audience, like your customers is at a really like particular time of their life. How do you reel them in, I guess? Like how do you get to them? So like... Yeah, so look, we um, it's really complicated now. So after, um, you know, everything we've been through, we've gone, I've just literally pulled every like part of the business apart and created processes and systems and, you know, all sorts of stuff to make it as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. So marketing, we spent so much time on because that's kind of my baby yeah. as well. So um, we have all sorts of complicated, um, we have an email flows. So we have, I don't know how many different email flows, which target different people at different stages in their um, journey. Oh, so you know messages. when they're, oh, yeah, we have, that's we, clever. Yeah. We have a system called Clavio and people um people like get stuck on social media but honestly email is so important um and so valuable so we have a big complicated system that we got an expert to set up for us um and get fully functioning so it has all sorts of triggers and different triggers get a different email um and then we have this digital that's so cool my mind's going oh i can show you all this stuff it's really good so this is what i love like i really love all this smart marketing yeah um and so then with our digital agency we do all sorts of stuff so um we i think they've got like 80 something different target um audiences on facebook so we send different messages to different target audiences and at different parts of the funnel um then we also do instagram and pinterest now and we're about to do um uh, YouTube and we're just about to do TikTok as well. Not sure if we'll bother to do that or whether oh, what we do. Um, Are yeah. you going to dance on TikTok? No, no way. No one wants to see me dance on TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really, um, it's really cool and it's really smart. I love it. I love that we can go, okay, we're going to spend a dollar here and we'll get this much back from that. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's really cool. And I then guess once you get rid of all those other things that were distracting mm-hmm. you and your team, you're able to just focus on those core, yep. what you did at the start. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun, actually. So you've got two kids two and kids. a lovely husband. Yes. And this this business that seems like it just has so much potential to grow even bigger, bigger, bigger. How do you manage it all how do you stay sane 
How <laughs> you do it? I used to drink a lot. Yeah. Um, do you not drink anymore? Well, I leave for eight weeks. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm on an, a detox for eight weeks. Oh, good on you. Um, but just to try and get my tummy better. Anyway, yeah. way too much info, but I feel like <laughs> silly. So I'm just all about getting myself better. Yeah. But look, to be honest, um, it, it's a struggle like anyone. I don't, some days are good, some days aren't, mm. um, you know, some days I'm doing emails of a night time and some days, you know, we're doing just dance on the TV. So it just, it really depends. Um, but look, I'm, I am really lucky that we live out here. Um, mm. It's so easy out here compared to raising children in Sydney, for example, yeah. which is all I've got to compare it to. It's just so easy. Um, and my kids now catch the bus. I put them on the bus at 10 yeah. to 8. I'm yeah. at work by 8 o'clock. I leave at 4 and I pick them up Um at um oh, sugars yep. we're missing just checking <laughs> no, just sure that i had missed school pickup um miss the bus yeah and then i pick them up i leave the office at four so i get a full day in yeah. um and i really really try not to work at home mm. um and just spend quality time with them they really struggled over that so i was completely absent for that 12 months that i was just getting scraping easy through and you could really tell um the impact that had on them you know even at school and just mm. their behavior and and everything so and look I have a very patient husband yeah um yeah he just puts up with me and all my crap so thank god um yeah so look it's like anyone else there is no formula mm. oh I haven't found one anyway um <laughs> it's just a matter of getting through and I just I just give myself a break these days I I don't worry about as everything like I used to I mm. just go oh well you yeah. know if they miss their homework this week yeah, well, like, <laughs> it's not ideal, but they'll catch up. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. You're so good at I it. I don't know. So do you have any advice for anyone who might be wanting to start their own business? Um, so or who maybe might be in the thick of it? Yeah. Oh, God, in the thick of it is just uh, keep going. <laughs> um, no, I think in the thick of it is the advice for in the thick of it, I think the thing that we have really figured out after 10 years yeah. um, is to just stay focused and keep doing what you're good at. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really been a game changer for us instead of doing everything, just really focus on what you want to do and, and focus on that. Um, and anyone starting their business, I, it's funny. I, um, I have people like you would do people ask you all the time. And, um, the one thing I think that people just need, the first thing they need to do is figure out if it's a hobby or a business. Because then it's very different direction you take. Um, and I think if it's a hobby, just enjoy it. Just who cares if it's not profitable? Who cares if, you know, it takes you forever and you don't sell anything or, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're just doing it as a hobby, just enjoy it. Whereas if you're doing it as a business, you really need to make sure your numbers work. Because if your numbers don't work, your business doesn't work. And then it's hell. Yeah. Mm. I feel like you got that right from the start. Your yes. numbers. Hopefully, um, until we figured out that we had to add wholesale in the middle there. That oh, wasn't ideal. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that was purely that is all down to eBay. Had I not been at eBay, I probably wouldn't have known that mm. and known the importance of that. So, yeah, that, that's all down to eBay. Mm. What does the future look like for you 
in PNC. So for me, um, I'm sure it's just here. I really love where we live. Mm. Um, I feel really grateful to live here and it's just, it's just so easy and nice. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's here. We toss up, we're building a house much slower than you are. (laughs) Um, and your husband's a builder too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but he is focused on other projects and not us. Um, and Yeah, so look, we'd love to finish building the house. We've got all these plans for beautiful gardens and all that kind of stuff. And I would just love to have weddings there. That's my... um, Really? I'd love to have a beautiful... Um, and not do lots of weddings, but just, you know, maybe one a month or like really beautiful. Yeah. So it's in Milthorpe. It's it's in between. We're literally halfway between Milthorpe and Orange. Oh, how perfect. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, so that's that's me. And then in C, look, I... I really, um, if you'd have asked me a few years ago, it probably would have been all about growth and, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but it's not anymore. It's just about doing stuff that we enjoy, yeah. working with people we love um, and doing things that we enjoy. I see. That's yeah. so inspirational for life. Like oh. you say that and I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's it really is good. good. It feels good though. Yeah, it feels good instead of striving for, you know, because I don't think I'd ever be happy with whatever your turnover is, whatever your profit is. Like I don't think that ever makes you happy. Whereas I guess you did all that hard yards yeah. as well too. Yeah. Maybe you're at a point too where you can then hopefully enjoy the fruit of your labour. Hopefully. If, if so. Who knows? <laughs> Speak to you in 12 months and I'll be like, oh, my I God. <laughs> God. Okay, you ready for the jumbled mix yes. bag? Okay. Do you make your bed in the morning? Yes, it's the first thing I do. Oh. Yeah, I'm a loser. I, no, yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. That's where I'm going wrong. Do your kids make their bed in the morning? So Oscar does. Poor Oscar is it was so interesting in Corona and homeschooling. He's so like structured and good. And yeah. Polly is the world's biggest procrastinator. What, so, what ages are they? So Oscar is 12 yeah. and Polly's eight. Oh gosh, Polly okay. is like the, the biggest procrastinator I've ever met in my life. So no, she barely gets dressed. I'm lucky to get her dressed, but Oscar makes his bed. Oh God. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice that someone's ever given you? Um, so work hard and stay humble. That's my dad's piece of advice. And yeah. it's, it's nice. Yeah. But you are humble. Oh, sometimes. What three things should people do when they visit your beautiful town of Millthorpe? Oh, well, they should, they should book ahead um, at Tonic. Yes. <laughs> it's an amazing restaurant. It's beautiful. It's really good. Um, but don't think you can just rock up. Um, and so I'd go to Tonic. It's amazing. I'd get a coffee from the Provador mm. and then I would just browse up and down the street, all the cute little shops that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What piece of technology or app could you not do without? Oh, it's so lame, but it's probably like Outlook or something because <laughs> that's all I do is emails. That's yeah. my, that's my life. Oh. Oh, no, do you know what actually? Zoom. Oh, yes. I'm quite like, well, that's what we're recording this with now. Yeah, I used to travel so much and now I just go, could we just do a Zoom call instead? Yeah, it makes so much sense than having to travel somewhere for a meeting. I know you're a fashion lover. (laughs) If you're a piece of clothing, what would you be? I don't know. I'd probably be like a sparkly top or yeah. something like that. Um, or no, sparkly shoes probably. Oh is what yes, I would do. Yes. yes, I can see that. Yeah. Do you have a secret talent? 
So um, I, <laughs> this is funny. So um, I can reverse a truck like a bastard, I've been told. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I was not expecting that. I am actually really good at reversing though, especially in a truck for some reason. Oh my God, like yeah. a big truck? Like a Hertz truck. I don't have a truck license, but like just a Hertz truck. Because obviously I yeah, do furniture. Into, yeah. I do lots of, I oh don't anymore, God. but I used to do lots of driving around in a truck and yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> what would you tell your younger self if you could teleport yourself back in time? Oh, um, oh do a gap year. That's my my one regret was never doing a gap year and just going straight and working. Yeah. I don't think you can go back and do a gap year. No, (laughs) the thought of not working for a whole year is like leaving now for a year. Yeah. Like the people that travel around Australia for a year, I'm like, how are you doing that? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And with kids as well. I know. If you're a star or contestant on any reality TV show, (laughs) what would it be? Um, I guess it's the block. It's oh it's yes, the, you'd be good on that. Oh, I don't know that I'd be good on it, but it's it's the only one I watch. Yeah, um, I'm so boring. Um, I just don't watch reality TV show. Mm. I just can't deal with it. I can't deal with the Love Islands. And the, <laughs> um, the block's the only one I watch. If you were, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Blue cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you weren't doing what you're doing now. What would you be doing? I don't know the answer. Yeah. It's something I think about often, actually. And when I was going to shut Incy down, I really thought about it. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Well, that must mean you're doing the right thing, I reckon. Hopefully. Yeah. Or it just means that I've... Otherwise, you <laughs> can't think of anything else. Truck driving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thanks like, for It's so me. good. And I just love seeing how you've grown in yeah. those 10 years. And I look forward to seeing what's happened since that really shit thing of all <laughs> the containers falling over, yeah. like what, what comes from that and the best, worst thing. Oh, and, and what it turns into so, over the years. My pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.